me bring up to speed. We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. for breakfast right now I'm very hungry hey ma the meatloaf we want it now the meatloaf this is Sparta we're not worthy we're not worthy you're worthy you're worthy get out you want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist You're tiny, Jesus. Golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawn. He was a man. He had a beard. Friends, rodents, quadrupeds, lend me your ears. What's up, guys? This is Seth. And this is Josh. And you are on the Varsity Radio Show, the most fun show in Marshall County. You like my Princess Leia headphones? It's fantastic. Also, your glasses, your sunglasses. Yeah, it's dark in here. Totally appropriate. I can't see. It's dark for you. I can't see the computer. <laughs> also in the room, we have the Olivia Kane. What's up, guys? And the guy that makes it all happen, Steven Spiegel. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing today? Hey, you can actually check us out. You want to see what it's like in the studio? Want to yeah. see what's going on? You can check us out at, at Varsity Radio Show. On Facebook right now. And Olivia's going to talk to you. Yep. Olivia's going to talk to you. You get to talk to her. She's pretty cool. She's a star. Yeah. If you get on there, we may call your name out, shout out, and talk about you in a good mm-hmm. way. <laughs> I tell you what's a good thing. We just watched the Alabama Crimson Tide at the White House. That yeah. never gets old. They look phenomenal. doesn't matter who the president is. I'm just glad Nick to Saban's see Nick Saban there. there. He's going to be up there. He's up pres- there. Presidents was- will go and <laughs> they will come, but Nick Saban will stay. As I was watching, I was telling the guys, I said, hey, everybody, look, it's the leader of the free world and Donald Trump. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful day, you know, to watch all those guys on, oh, yeah. on the stage. That never gets old. Never gets old. Uh, anyway, so we are visited by the wonderful pizza makers, Marcos. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, there's a good picture of that. That's a great picture Are that you Marcos. Oh, they yeah. just sent it to us. Yeah. This yeah. is a great picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, we love Marcos Pizza, and you can check them out today. They are available. You can eat what we're eating. Can I suggest the pepperoni, Italian sausage, and steak pizza? Yes, you may. I just said steak. It's delicious. On pizza. Yes. Yep. It's amazing. Life-changing. Yeah. Life-changing. You can have the Seth pizza. You'll love it. I promise. <laughs> there is a Seth pizza. That's it. <laughs> That's really My good. face is literally on it. Okay. Anyway, so you will enjoy it, I promise. So call them up. Tell them you want the Seth pizza. And they will give it to you. It's delicious. 256-660-5666. They're open till 10 to nights. 
Go to Marcos.com. You're going to enjoy that. Hey, let's talk about some memes. Yeah, let's do it. All right, And guys. today, I love this. In fact, one of our delivery drivers <laughs> at Marcos sent this, Justin Fry. He says, it doesn't snow in the south at Pollens. <laughs> it Pollens. How much truth is in that? I mean, I've seen snow in the south, but there's definitely more pollen than snow. Oh. And there's also, I've seen pollen in snow before. Wow. And those of you not watching the Facebook Live, what it's showing is like a, what is a Chevrolet, Ta- is a Tahoe or Suburban? That's a Suburban. Yeah. A Suburban that's covered in yellow pollen. My truck was like that the How other crazy day. is it? Every time you wash the car, it seems like it that just, happens. Oh, yeah. Smears. Every time. It just smears. It mm. just never goes good for us. Right. Yeah. This is true. And then there's this other one. The legendary Ron Burgundy. Yeah, Ron his, Burgundy. His face, and it says what? You lost your phone, and it's on silent. Too bad. If you liked it, you should have put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Nice. That's so corny. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Olivia back there. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Like that one. It's so corny. Yeah. It's funny. You know it. <laughs> so, I hate losing my phone. And, uh, you know, my good friend... Josh, he finds this video. It's from the past. Did I find you know? it? No, Ricky found it. Was it Ricky? Yeah, Ricky found yeah. it. Ricky? Wow. It I thought it was you. It wasn't me. Uh, well, Ricky showed this, and I think it's hilarious. Um, it would be totally not good. <laughs> but Unless I don't know if you remember all that in the Amanda show. Fantastic. Back before a lot of you were even born, uh, me and Josh were enjoying this every Saturday night. Pretty much. You know, living the dream. Did you watch this, Stephen? I did not. No, Stephen, I didn't remember this show at all. Stephen, you. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Amanda, 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 Amanda. How old are we, Stephen? I am 35. You're only three years old. You should have been watching this stuff. I didn't have cable. Okay, good excuse. Okay. There we go. We just had over-the-air antenna TV Ooh. that you had to go outside and turn the antenna to get How cool good that? reception. Thank the good Lord I never had that. Wow. I did have, I don't know if y'all remember, Disney Channel used to only come on once a year. Really? Like if you had the basic cable. Do you remember that, Josh? What? Never mind. <laughs> Must have been my... It was like a sampler thing. Class it's of like, 86. It's it. free for a day and then you have to pay for it and after it's that. Free. It was free for a month. Oh, a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. It would come on once a year. Nice. On uh, I don't even remember the cable. I guess it was charter then, maybe. Wow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No idea. Anyway, let's play this video. <laughs> All right. Uh, old stuff. Yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about this in a, member, yeah. in a minute. The Amanda Show. This movie is great, but I wish we had popcorn. I'll get some. Don't leave. I'm wearing popper pants. Popper pants? Yeah. Totally popper useless invention. So much wrong with this commercial. So, <laughs> this part right here. Right here. 
so what's happening is all these kids are wearing pants. And they just happen to have Yeah, popcorn popping on the inside. Wow. Doesn't matter where you are. Oh, it was by Nick too. Nick, That's amazing. Nickelodeon. Oh, wow. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you for that uselessness. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm kinda sold. I, I want to see you order a set of that, John. If it's ex- nineteen ninety nine. I'll be all about it. Yeah, it, as expensive as popcorn is at the theater, that might actually be worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it might be a little disruptive. What do you think, Olivia? I mean, it looked like a good time to me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's something I could buy into. Yeah. I might invest into that. If Popping. there's any, inv- if there's any inventors out there that want to go that direction, you got my money. I mean, I don't have a lot of it, but. This really doesn't look like it's worth a lot. So that's no. a lot of a lot of popcorn, though. Yeah. I mean, that's all of like the entire length of, of your, your pants. pants and around both legs. Yeah, I mean, we can do it. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. We should have done that for the movie night at the church. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I want to. Wow. I want this to happen. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen, man. I'm gonna. I don't want to be the inventor though. Speaking of making it happen, let's talk some scores. Yeah, let's do that. We got baseball scores. Yeah. Up. Oh, so yeah. we're done talking Quite about We're done talking about making it happen, too, okay. apparently. <laughs> I don't even want to announce those scores, Steve. Just, just run through them real quick. So, Coleman wins three games over Albertville. I'll just put it that way in baseball. 10-0, to 8-1, and 13-5. to five. Yeah. Ouch. Arab, on the other hand, takes it to Crossville three times. 5-10-12. and 12. I don't understand these, like, 20 scores. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, we got uh, Scottsboro 11, Gunnersville 4, Gunnersville 1, Scottsboro 0. That's interesting. Uh, Gunnersville 7, Scottsboro 1, uh, Douglas 15, Cleveland 3, Etowah 16, Douglas 0, and Douglas 0, Etowah 11? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Through Round three of games. The reason the reason for all of these is because they have games on different days of the week. Right, right. And right. so yeah, I just basically go to the Alabama High School Athletic no, Association and doing great. So good. It's crazy. So good. Twenty scores, yeah. So Brindley Mountain loses a shootout. Twelve fourteen. What is it, Jemison? May Jemison. May Jemison. Mm-hmm. New Hope also beats Brindley Mountain six four. Brindley Mountain. Loses the new hope. I mean, these these guys are fighting it out. It's not like slaughter fest. W- would you say, Josh? Uh, and then Asbury beats Skyline eleven two. Asbury beats section. No, section beats Asbury twelve four. Section beats Asbury seventeen two. That that that's some weird scores right there. Some flip flopping. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how to be the better team. So we got Boaz 12, Alexandria 2, um, Alexandria 1, and then Boaz 3, Alexandria 6, Boaz 7, and Sardis 10, and Boaz 9, not to be mistaken with the theater. That's right. Which we're going to be giving away tickets to at the end of the show. Yeah. Fantastic. We're going to hit the softball score. Softball! Albertville beats the snot out of Brewer 15-4. This is Marshall what? Christian twenty-seven to fifteen. Yeah, over what? their rival Trinity. Yes. Twenty-seven. Is that a real number? How That's long did number. this game go? I mean, was that what? Was TJ, there, TJ Henderson sent it to me. Were there thirteen? Were there 13, 12, 
15 innings? I mean, what was going TJ, on? TJ, that's game? almost four touchdowns. They let him lit him up, that's oh. for sure. Yeah, but that's a lot of scoring. Like, yeah. in general, 27-15 like in baseball. Home run. Home run. Home yeah. run. Those, home innings, run, home those run. innings must have lasted for forever. This I is mean, insane. You load the bases, then you knock them all in. That's an automatic four. Yeah, that didn't happen a I lot, I want to see game footage from that game. I'm about to talk to some of these folks. 27-15? <laughs> to 15? There you go. Wow. East Limestone beats Gunnersville 5-0. Gunnersville beats New Hope 5-4. Arab beats Gunnersville five three. Brindley Mountain four over Randolph three. And then we got Brindley uh, Mountain over. Uh, oh no, <laughs> Geraldine twenty one. Brindley Mountain zero. Uh, Brindley Mountain nineteen. Asbury zero. It's a good thought. Alexandria three. Douglas zero. Alexandria one. Douglas zero. Aniana two. Boaz ten. And then Arab two. Boaz one. Come on, somebody. Boaz, Geraldine beats Boaz 4-2. I think that's all our scores. That's, it? that's all of them. Yep. All right. Show enough. We'll go Place. ahead and kick us to our next segment. All right. We're going to be talking to somebody from the FCA. What? Mm-hmm. You better believe it. All right, guys. Here is your opener. It's time for the FCA Moment of the Week. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. Now give us your well, name. Is that Wilkerson girl? Uh, my name's Kristen. Yeah, Wilkerson, Alabama. What's yes. up? How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you guys? We are so good. We're so glad to have you on the show. Yes, you are super excited about some of those scores you just read off. Can you can you imagine in your head? I just want you to imagine a game, a softball game that goes 27 to 15. I mean, I guess it's good if you're 27, but if you're 15, that was probably the longest game of your life. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That was not the highlight of your career, probably. To, to score 15 points and still lose by, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, way to hang in there. 15 yeah. points is still, like, a phenomenal score, there, but, you know. Kristen, there was 42 points scored in that game. I know. It's a softball game, not football. I know, that's a little crazy. 42 points. Yeah. It'd be awesome yes. if a soccer game was 27-15. Wow. No that would be, be torment. Really no defense. <laughs> that would be, that would be, I don't even have words. 42 mm-hmm. points. No, never mind. They're just going to yes. end with a 0-0 zero zero tie. That has to break some kind of record, don't you think? It's got to. 42. I'm sorry. At some point, you think they just stop the game. It's like, yeah, this is enough. There's got to be a mercy rule there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 42. Anyway, sorry, Kristen. Let's it's talk, okay. let's talk okay. about you. I just, I had no words. Like, I know. What do you say after that? It's mind-boggling. It really is. It really is. So, Kristen. Yes. Tell us what you do with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Well, I get to work in both environments at FCA, and I get to be in the field, so at schools and different events, meet with students, but I also get to work in the office, Um, and so that's super fun, because life is never boring with FCA. It never seems like it is. It seems like you always Mm -hmm. got the stuff going on. Yes, always, and it's good at things, too. I know. We love it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, have you heard that Mercy Me is coming? I saw that! 
I saw it's coming to your PLT. Is that not right? Yes, but it's coming. So all six through 12th graders are invited to come for the whole weekend. Nice. So August 3rd and August 4th. So for some people, it's, it could be like a back-to-school retreat. Some people have started the week before. It depends on what school you're in. Um, but then it's also on Friday night open to the entire community. Um, wow. So they can purchase a ticket through t- Ticketmaster and come see Marcini, Andy Minio. Um, and it will be a great time. You did say Andy Minio. Yes. Hey, can you drop one of his lines on the radio? Rap for us, Kristen. Oh, I cannot rap. <laughs> Are you serious? I know my limit. I was ready to hear some Andy Minio Come right on, there. girl. I can't. <laughs> I really can't. Mm-mm. But I bet one of y'all can. Oh, Josh Seth can. for sure. Josh um, can. Kristen, <laughs> um... So, what's your favorite part about working with the Northeast Alabama FCA? Well, other than life is never boring, um, I really am super passionate about teenagers and making um, sure they um, are equipped with what they need to follow Christ, both in their own personal life and on their campus. And so, like today, I got to have lunch with a student. Um, I'll meet students before school or meet them at their huddle or whatnot. And so, I just love pouring into students to make sure they are equipped to be followers of Christ now, but also followers of Jesus forever. So, yeah, that's super fun. Wow. So what's the coolest thing that's ever happened to you through FCA? Oh, the coolest thing. There's so many. Um, okay, so maybe a favorite memory of PLT, since we're talking about it, is yeah. last year's PLT. We had David Crowder. Yeah. Um, and he was amazing and of course everyone knows his music um and for our family we made a family affair so my husband and at that time my one and a half year old came and she fell asleep at the david crowder concert (laughs) yes yes yeah i'm in that that probably wasn't the best thing but it was kind of funny everyone laughed like she was out and it was loud and it was awesome but she could have cared less you would sound asleep. Now, before Josh asks you a question, just for the listeners here who don't have a clue what PLT is, will you explain that yes. for us? Yes. So PLT stands for Power Leadership Training. And so it's just an opportunity that Northeast Alabama FCA provides for students in the area to come. You can come um, as just an individual student, or you can come as um you know, with like maybe um, your leadership from your huddle, the leadership from your school, your friends from your school, and it's sort of like a back-to-school retreat. And so you'll come on Friday night. Um, students are break into small groups um, according to your age and your gender. And so um, you're kind of with your small group. Uh, some parts during the weekend, you're with your friends, you're with everyone. Um, we have recreation. We have the obviously the concert is the main focal point. And we'll have a speaker throughout the weekend. We'll have praise and worship. Um, just a time to kind of focus, recenter yourself, get ready for the school year. Wow. That sounds super fun. I know. Are you going to that? Of course. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure. <laughs> um, so, And if anybody needs to know, it's exactly 115 days, four hours, and seven minutes away. Somebody's excited. Just in case you needed to know that. She's got a clock. She's got a clock. <laughs> Countdown. I don't even know. Like, I don't yes. even know. 
I I, if you could play Final Countdown right now, that would be so appropriate. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I wouldn't know what time it was unless I had a clock right now. Like looking at it, I never know what time of day it is. Yeah. Like if someone was like just ask me like what time of day, I'd like look up at the sky and pretend like I thought it was like I knew. Yeah. Or I could look at my watch. Yeah. Yeah. Watch your phone. Watches are good. Mm-hmm. Christian, mm-hmm. so. how, like, how did you get involved with FCA? Well, um, I am, my husband and I are um, have been in ministry for um, probably fifteen years, and I was living in um, Northeast Alabama, serves five counties, but in particular, um, I live in Madison County. Um, and I was my husband had been a little bit with them and with FCA, and he's a worship leader. He had led worship for several different events, and um, was having lunch with Coach Ken, who's also been on the radio show. It was kind of one of those God moments um, where everything kind of fell in place. And so I started here in January of 2017. Wow. Wow. You you hear this music we're giving you right now? Do you hear this, Kristen? I can't hear it on the phone. I'm so sorry. Right now, the final countdown is playing in the background. (laughs) Yes. Good job. Yes. So give us that date, like the countdown on that again. Okay, so August 3rd, TLT starts at 7, 115 days away, there it four is. hours and five minutes. Come now on, girl. Five minutes. Five minutes. Oh. Yeah. Are you getting that? Listeners, you got You want to be a part of this. I mean, you hear the passion in Kristen's voice. And She's so excited. She has her FCA and and that, that she knows the, the countdown. I know. She might have a countdown clock on her computer. Yeah. That's a possibility. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you. I have a countdown clock. Ah, there it I mean, is. I'm yeah. super passionate, but I also have lots of things going through my head at this moment. So. Hey, listen. She yeah. is excited. Yeah. We're excited about it. It sounds like fun. It sounds like a blast. And I know the Holy Spirit's going to be in this. So, listeners, if you want to go check this out, you can go on SCA's website. And what's that website, North, Kristen? Yeah. North Alabama SCA.org, and you can click on um, on our homepage on the green box. You can click if you just want to come to the concert on Friday night that's open to anyone and everyone. Um, and then if you are a student and you're going into sixth or twelfth grade, like starting next school year, oh, wow. you can click on the red box and register for the whole conference. It's um, $99, it'll be $99 through May 31st, and then it'll go up to $119. Only $99. For a whole weekend. Yeah, I know. Does that include your hotel and everything, Kristen? It includes your hotel, your meals, a ticket to the concert, and the ticket, like the concert, you're not going to be on the top row. You're like on the floor. All of our students um, will be on the floor, like front, I mean, obviously not front row because we're expecting 500 students that might be next to impossible, but you will be on the floor and as close to the stage as we can get you. Wow. And so, Kristen, what's the hotel? Um, the hotel is right next to, um, our boys will stay at one area, and then the girls will stay at one hotel, and they're right here um, in idea. downtown Huntsville, connected to the Von Braun Center. Man, so, smart what people. a weekend. Smart FCA people mm-hmm. putting the boys and girls we in different hotels. Kristen, we have very much enjoyed talking with you today. Yes, best times ever. Thank you so much. Do you know that that my kids spend more on shoes than they do on this conference? That's yeah. There's but no excuse. They drop one hundred and thirty dollars on a pair of rubber and cloth, and that's right. This so is give up the cool shoes and conference. go to PLT. Yes. Yes. Say, mom and dad, I don't want it's shoes right for back decision. to school. It is the right decision, and that decision will change your life forever. Yeah. Yeah. It, 
So good. Thank you, Kristen. We're so glad we got to talk to you. All right, you too. You guys have a good night. You too. Bye. All right. Steven, you want to hit us with some music? Might as well. How about some Lacey Sturm? It's called Impossible. And now, today's clutch moment. So, I love the clutch. I love the time that we get to spend on clutch. And I, I, I'm going to start by this. What now? I wonder how many of you listening have at one point or another in your lives finished something that you put so much effort in, like a sport, a hobby, or other events. Then you hit this mark in your head that, that was great, but what do I do now? Do you, you ever been in that position, Josh, where, you know, I know you have. Do you remember, like, your favorite sport? Do you remember when it was over and you could never do it anymore? Yes. Competitively? Yes. Did you have that moment, that what now? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, I've invested this much time. What was that sport for you? Football. Football? Yeah, I invested a lot of time in, in a knee. In a knee? <laughs> And a knee. <laughs> and a knee. <laughs> what happened when you had that moment? Was it depressing? Was it, I mean, what did you, did you struggle with your emotions? What do you, I don't know. I mean, our coach, Coach Isom, was uh, always in training us up, you know, in character and in, I mean, Coach Phil Isom, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal cool man, guy. And a man of God. And he really just encouraged us to be, um, to be a light wherever we were yeah so I guess I mean it was it was a rough time when we, when we lost that last game in the playoffs and you know we lost to a team that we'd already beaten that season so that was a struggle and and when we're sitting there you know you're, you're crying and you're trying to figure out everything and then that, that question does come in what now but then at the same time you know I knew what I had coming up next you yeah. know I, I knew I knew what was in front of me um but that's assuming that something's going to be in yeah. front of you. Yeah. What now? I, I've always learned this. What now is always a good point. It, it's a point of dependency on someone or something to make something finally happen. In order for you to move forward in the next point of your life. So after the resurrection, you know, it, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. You know, we talked about that last year. But after the resurrection, there's one of my favorite stories of Jesus in the entire Bible, and it's, it's right after he's resurrected. And I think it'll help us discover our what now. In the Bible, it takes place beside the Sea of Galilee, and it's found in John 21, 12 through 17. It says, now come and have breakfast. So what happens is the disciples, Peter, the day before, you know, he runs away. And he's back by the Sea of Galilee, where, where Jesus found him the first time, Josh. And and he's fishing, because that's what Peter did. He was a fisherman, and he said, hey, I'm going to go fishing. And seven other disciples are like, yeah, let's, we want to go too. And they fish all night, just like the first time Jesus met them. You remember that? And, and they're fishing, and just like the first time, they fish all night, and they don't catch a thing. And somebody on the shore, just like the first time... <laughs> Yells out and says, hey, cast your net on the other side. And they do. And they have, it, it, the Bible's even really detailed in this. It's like 165 fish or something. They pull in. But the moment he says that, Peter realizes, oh, that's Jesus. 
this Peter wait around? No, he jumps in the water and he swims as fast and as hard as he can to get to Jesus. And then the dis- other disciples, they stay in the boat to get the rest of the fish in. <laughs> and um, they, they pull up to the shore and Jesus says this. He says, now come and have some breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, this is what I want to focus in on. Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. Then a third time, Josh. Like, dude, did you not hear me? Like, you know. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I think this scripture I just read is so significant because it answers the what now question to Peter, the disciples, and even us that we need to know. Josh, if if you were in Peter's shoes, what emotions and actions do you think you would have when you saw the risen cross for the first time? I mean, honestly, I think it'd be like a a childlike excitement. Yeah. You know, just just kind of like butterflies, just like, I, I can't believe this has happened. You know, the excitement... And I hate to compare it to a national championship game. Yeah. But, you know, you just don't really believe. I mean, it's like it's like right there in front of you. It happened, and you're like, I can't believe this actually happened. Right. And, you, and, and you'd be excited. I think I'd be excited. Yeah. Um, and those are the emotions I go through. And uh, But I think maybe coming from the perspective of Peter and coming from the perspective of a, of a disciple, especially Peter, after what he had been through and after what Christ had been through, and knowing what Peter had done and how he had denied Jesus three times. Yeah. I think I'd probably feel a little bit of shame coming creeping up in there too. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of guilt. Like, hey, he's yeah. back and he's right in front of me and I've done all these things. Like, I wonder if he can love me. I don't know. I, I guess I would, I'd feel a lot of things, you know, um, in that moment with Christ. But excitement and maybe a little bit of anxiety too. And regret. Not, yeah. You know, all these things would be coming up. And there's three things that I feel like Jesus really was asking Peter. Number one was this, how committed are you to what I called you to do? Did you notice something in this story, Josh? Jesus finds Peter right back where it all began. Hmm. Right back in his past. Right back where he was a failure, where he was the sinner. This is where Peter runs back to. Peter ran back to the lifestyle he knew, but Jesus was reminding him that the calling he placed on him was even greater than Peter's calling or Peter's what he could do or what what he could think. And uh, I I just want to ask you this, Josh. Why, when things get tough, do we so often run back to where our comfort zone is? Hmm. Mm. Man, think about babies. I was thinking about babies, you know. And I can't remember the term for it, but when um, it's a psychological term, and when children go to a playground, yeah, they may go a little further and a little further, but they always check back. 
yeah. to see if their parents there watching. And that's not necessarily a bad thing to go back to the things that are comfortable. I don't, I don't think. And, but if it becomes something that you're dependent upon and prevents you from doing what is right, prevents you from doing the things that maybe God's called you to do, um, it can really it can really harm your future. Yeah. Um, it's like that pacifier that you just can't let go or that blank, that blankie that you just can't let go because you just feel so comfortable there. Yeah. You know, I used to, like if I got upset with something, I used to run to the woods and I would just sit there and be like, and try to process those things. Um, and a lot of people run back to addiction, you know, when they've been delivered and they've been uh, recovered from, from, drugs or wherever it may be, whatever their addiction was. And the moment things get tough, a lot of folks will run back to their addiction. Yeah. Because it's where even though it's not necessarily a safe place, it it was comfortable. It's recognizable. It's something that they can relate with. And so I, mean, I don't know. I mean that's that's a hard question, Seth. Yeah. It um, is. It's it's one I think we all deal with often. And point two, uh, things I think Jesus was really asking Peter. Peter, realize I chose you to give you a calling and a destiny beyond your ability. It's like Jesus was asking on the third, feed my sheep. Did you did you think the cross would make me temporary? No, Peter. I, I, I chose you to fish, not to fish the shores, but to fish for people. Obviously, Jesus could make he could uh, do the other one really good, right? Mm-hmm. Every time he would do, he would do the, uh, he would fish. Uh, amazing things would happen. I mean, he he could pull in the stock, and so God God sees this as a finished product, not just an incomplete project. So, Josh, why do you think when God calls us that He does not give us the entire picture of our future and destiny? When the um, man, I always go back to that scripture, and it reminds me of how faithful our God is—that He promises that the work that He starts within us, He will complete. Yeah, um, that's not a—that's not a bargain. That's not a an if or but or you know. It's God says when He starts a good work in us, He will complete it. Yeah. And um, you know, when it comes to our destiny and our picture. Um, I don't think we could really understand. I, I don't th- I, where I am now in this moment. If you told me this ten years ago, this is what was going to happen specifically, I would have been afraid, and I would have ran away from it. So I think sometimes our hearts and our minds are not prepared for what God has for us in the future. Yeah, and He's preparing us. And I think about this with my dad. You know, I lost my dad in January. Yeah, and I think about. How my heart was being prepared for something. What what if God had told me something like that was going to happen in my life mm. two years before? Oh, it'd be nice to know, right? No, no, I wouldn't have been prepared for that. Be hard. But the time that it came, God had prepared my heart, and so I think a lot of times we are not prepared for the things that God is is growing us and 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 you know molding us and making us into. You know the children we have called to be are called to be, and and when those times come, God has prepared us. You know, and if we knew the future, though, I think that we'd run away from it. I think you're right. And the last thing, what was Jesus really saying to Peter? He said, "Number three, Peter, I forgive you." I love that when Jesus appears to the disciples, he brings forgiveness and not retribution. Josh, 
You know, the number three is a good number in the Bible. Jonah is released from the belly of the well on the third day. Paul regains his eyesight on the third day. Jesus is raised from the dead on the third day. And in this moment of three, Jesus forgives and he restores Peter for every denial, every rejection, every turn away. He restores him. So, Josh, why is it so hard to accept Jesus' forgiveness for our lives sometimes? Because we don't allow Jesus to forgive us. Um, and most of the time it's because we don't know what forgiveness is. Yeah. Our culture, our society puts a cap on forgiveness. Yeah. You know, well, I'll forgive you only if you do this. It's like the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, how many times do I forgive? And Jesus Christ looks at them like, um, 70 times 7. I mean, is that good enough for you? Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jesus is like, it's not about the number. Forgiveness doesn't have a heart. cap. It doesn't have a cap. God's forgiveness for us, his love for us is unconditional. Yeah. And so therefore, there's nothing that you can do that will say, no, I'm sorry, your opportunity shut down. That was your last chance. You can never be redeemed by God. That is the opposite of what forgiveness and grace is. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's not what forgiveness is. The, 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 the very word forgiveness, it's to give before. That has been given to us before we could do anything about it. Right. And so when we are called to forgive others, then we give before. Yeah. Just like Christ gave himself before we could do anything. So if you doubt in your heart that Christ forgives you, like, I've done too much. Remember, he died before you did this. That's good. He died before you could say sorry. He died before you chose to love him back. He died right. before those things because that's forgiveness. Now, I'm not a linguistic expert, but that's what I see in this. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, so some of you, and this is our last statement, some of you today just need to realize that Jesus wants to restore you. He wants to wipe your slate clean. But the question is, and it boils down to this, are you going to let him? Are you going to let him restore you? Are you going to let him make things right? We're going to go to some music. Thanks for hanging out with us on The Clutch. We have some incredible athletes in the studio with us. We're about to interview them in nine minutes. You're not going to want to miss it. Come back. But listen listen to some of this great music right now. And while you're doing it, you should call Marcos. (laughs) Mm. You should be eating Marcos with us. We know people are driving on the road right now. You're on the road, and you're maybe in 431 traffic, driving up in the Alberville area. And there's a bunch of red lights going up through there. Yeah. So there's plenty of times to stop and think. Right. Marcos. And if you're sitting there thinking, what do I want to do with my life at this moment? There's Marcos. There he is. It's there. And they have steak on pizza. It doesn't move unless you want it to be delivered to you. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Marcos, guys. Shops at Albertville by Ross and TJ Maxx. Our marshals always mess that up. Listen to some great music right here with Steven. Been through the mud, but I'm still breathing. Lost some loved ones, but I'm still breathing. Oh, could have been me, could have been you. It ain't by luck we made it through. It's the Varsity Athlete Interview. Man, we are so lucky to have the Arab Knots, my home school, in the studio with two incredible wrestlers, state champion Clay Jones and 220 weight class Jack Tyndall. How you doing, guys? I'm doing good. How are you? 
I'm so good. I'm so glad that y'all are here. And I just want to know where our fr- we're going to start off. We were talking beforehand. These guys are amazing. We're already having fun. I'm a little intimidated. You should be. <laughs> but you said you're going to wrestle them. I so. never said that. You said you wanted to wrestle I don't before know they even about. got here. Anyway. <laughs> so we're going to set up a mat, and Josh is going to take You're the you. former wrestler. <laughs> I am a former wrestler that failed It's going to be WrestleMania, no. Varsity Radio Show. <laughs> no. WrestleMania. Okay. Smack yeah. <laughs> There it is. Uh, sensational. Anyway, okay. So, let me ask you this. What do you like the most about wrestling? Uh, well, I love the competition. I, I think we're blessed to have uh, as good of a program as we have. And uh, the coaches, you know, I love them. They're great coaches. They, they're always there for us. And I'd say the, the thing I love the most is... Uh, the bonding that we have together like coach Pruitt tells us from day one that we're a brotherhood and I truly believe that and I've made the best friends that I could ever I could ever make uh, through the wow. wrestling program yeah so good Jack I'd say probably the camaraderie oh. am I a little far away yeah there, oh, there we go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say probably the camaraderie I think we we really do have a brotherhood that's awesome mm. Yeah, it could be a misconception out there for people. You think that you're just wrestling by yourself and stuff, and people could, you know, misconceive that wrestling is just a single sport. But really, it really is a team. Oh, it's definitely yeah. a team sport. Yeah, and so uh, for y'all, I mean, what's the best part about being on a team? Uh, well, it, it is. It's always fun uh, to go out there, uh, you know, for yourself and compete for yourself. But also, I, I love every second watching everyone's matches, being there. Uh, getting everyone up you know picking everyone up and just always being there for each other and it's kind of you know we always have fun and stuff but it's also like a job once we get out there on the mat you know that's our job we just take care of business and we go about that's how we do it Mm. jack well um yeah well it is is it is an individual sport but that being said no one wants to be the weak leak everybody wants to go out there and do their part and get the pin do the best they can yeah, and uh, <laughs> I might just slip. <laughs> I can I can have those moments. I uh, and, and you're talking about uh, amazing. These guys have won seven. Josh, seven state championships in the last eight years. Wow, seven. Yeah, what's it like to win that much? Uh, well, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would really like to know. So anyway. Do you get tired of winning? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> Never? No. Great, great question. Jack, what's it like to win all this? Well, it, it feels great to win all the time. And really, when it, when it gets down to the wire, when we know, man, we're going to have to work for this one. Yeah. The fact that we don't ever lose. we tr- like, Well, we don't ever lose. We can't lose now. Yeah. So it just makes it just pushes us that much further. Well, y'all keep this up. They'll make a movie about you. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a great movie. Uh, yeah, on the same on the same thing, Clay, you've won a state championship, and you know, I uh, a few weeks ago we got to have some Gunnersville runners who just won a state championship. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. But let me ask you this: What's it feel like to win that? I mean, how's that moment? What's how's that change things for you? What's you know? Yes, sir. Uh, well, in the moment, like it, that was that was one of the best experiences that I've ever had uh, because you know I've worked for this and we we always work hard in the wrestling room. Uh, you know, we push each other, and you know, on top of that, we have 
weight cutting and all of that, school to go through, and just knowing that uh, I pushed myself hard enough and that all the hard work that I put in was worth it, um, it, it was amazing. In the moment, you know, all the crowd cheering, uh, knowing that we just won a state championship as a team, that, that I mean, that's more important to me than an individual state title, but it, it was amazing. It was it's all so worth cool. it. so cool. Josh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jack had something to say. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. <laughs> well, um, I just think it feels great that we won it this year. I feel like this year we had to work for it even harder than we ever have. We lost a lot of seniors last sure. year, and yeah, I think it, it it made it taste that much better. Wow. To, Absolutely. To have to fight for it. So, what's the hardest obstacle maybe then that you guys have faced? Uh, yeah, I know you just talked about some of the how it's tough sometimes to lose seniors, but what's the hardest obstacle for? Each one of you that has um, that's been tough on you. Uh, the hardest obstacle, well, there's a few, but probably uh, weight cutting. Just because um, you know you, you you have to maintain your weight. If you you got to eat healthy, you got to do the right things. Because if you blow your weight out out of proportion. Uh, you have all that weight to cut again, and you know it makes you feel down. Makes it makes uh, schoolwork harder, all that. But I would say that's the hardest thing. But once you can get your weight down there and satisfied, then it's all it's all good from there. Yeah. Well, I'd say probably weight cutting is is very hard. Yes, but practice is also horrible. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes some of the hardest things to do is just to stay motivated, just to keep like stay in your head, just keep going. And weight cutting makes it that much harder because you you're feeling all, you're feeling drained, tired all the time, and you just think about all you gotta do is think about wrestling, think about winning, and it just it makes you feel better. Yeah, they're talking about practice, Josh. I remember. Yeah, what's a practice like, Seth? It's horrible. <laughs> I had the same coach they did, and out of all the sports I've ever done, wrestling is the toughest. I I know that sounds crazy. It's because you do so much cardio, and and Coach Pruitt is. I can say this. They're still in the game. I'm not anymore. Man, <laughs> I remember day one, he made us run 12 laps and then do, you know, uh, up and down the uh, bleachers at the pit, mm-hmm. the football stadium. First day. <laughs> yeah. And thought I was going to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, every every day, Josh, let, let's put it this way. You go in and for an hour, you're going to be in constant motion for an hour. I mean, you bear crawls and and uh, it was terrible. Oh yeah, it, it's it makes you feel like you're gonna die. Mm-hmm, it really does. Sure. Am I in my office? No, you're not. Is practice still like that? Oh yeah, Absolutely. practice two and a half hours every day. Um, <laughs> and I mean, you rarely wrestle. It's more of conditioning. Well, <laughs> we do a lot of conditioning. Uh, you know, running in the in the room. A bunch of drills. We go live a lot. That's how you get a lot of good conditioning. Uh, but just the environment, the sport, you won't ever understand how hard it really is until you do the sport. You so know? hard. It really is. I've, I've done other sports, and there's no doubt in my mind that wrestling is the hardest sport uh, that I've, at least that I've done. Yeah. What do you think? Absolutely. I say wrestling is the hardest. And while football practice is pretty difficult, wrestling practice tops it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and these guys will attest to this. When you get on the mat, you realize why you did the training. Oh, absolutely. Because you get five minutes into it and you're gassed. Even though you're doing it like, I don't know how to explain it. Your emotions, your heart, your, everything's so into it. You think, when you're watching it, you're thinking, there's no way they're they're not lit. It's hard. 
Oh, it is, is very hard. hard. It is very hard. Just physically, you you exert all of this uh, all this energy twenty four seven because whether you're shooting for a shot or whether you're in a tie up, you know you're you're trying to you're trying to take your, this guy in front of you. You're trying to take him down. And uh, one thing that really helps is just um, it's a mindset. You gotta you gotta have a mindset. Once you can get there and tell yourself that hey I'm not tired hey I'm gonna keep going uh no matter what the time is you know no matter what period it is that's that's whenever you can start becoming more successful once you can tell your mind that you're okay that's that's where you have it Hmm. I'd say it's absolutely a pride factor the uh the being able to just keep going that's why we do our coach Shaw he's he runs us through a drill called pride drill which is just five minutes of all-out motion just moving around uh Sprawl, push-ups, all—it's—it's it's horrible. It <laughs> and, is uh, horrible. <laughs> and the fact that you know that you do that and no one else does gives you that—that uh—that pride to keep going. Now, when I was an athlete, um, and we've talked to many athletes about this, a, a lot of times, um, what happens um, off the mat is just as important as what happens on the mat. And um, so, what are one of the the greatest lessons maybe that your coach has taught you? Not maybe wrestling on that mat, but maybe in your everyday life. Oh uh, well, for sure, I would say, um, like I was saying earlier, once once you can do wrestling, I feel like you can do anything. That's a famous quote from a guy named Dan Gable. Um, once you can wrestle, everything else in life is easier, and I truly believe that because I know that if I can go through. Uh, what I consider the hardest practice, and I can still wind up being okay afterwards, then I can do anything. You know, I can make it through school. I can make it through any job that I have. And the coaches really tell us about that. Coach Pruitt, he's a firm believer in that. And, uh, you know, everything he's told me so far is true, so there's no reason not to believe him. Yeah, yeah. You definitely took the words right out of my mouth. I, I say that if I can make it through a wrestling practice, if I can do all the things I've seen myself do, then what can I do? Yeah. And- you know what, Steven? I, I'm really enjoying this interview. Can we take a song break? Sure, we can do that. Yeah, I've got a question for him, too, after we come back. It, it has to do with uh, what they have to wear during these matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask about oh, that. Oh, that's great. So, uh, there we go. Here, how about this? Play you some J. Crumb. It's called What You Want. This ain't what you want. I might mess around and flex up on your haters. Merch your studio and tell you it's a favor. Look. This ain't what you want. I might mess around and brag about my savior at the same time. Leave your speakers devastated. Steven, you want to ask your question? I do, actually, and it has to deal with uh, what they wear during a match. I'm going to pop this <laughs> up on Facebook Live. If you can see there, uh, they've got these it's headgear on. It looks like it covers their ears, and they got a chin strap there. So tell us, guys, what exactly is all that about? Uh, so the uniform we wear, uh, it's called a singlet, and it it really is necessary because if you have baggy clothes and stuff like that, it's gonna people can pull on that and stuff. Uh-huh. You can't really pull on a singlet. And right. as far as the headgear goes, uh, it's there because to protect your ears mainly. Because if someone rubs up on your ears or you hit your ears on the mat a lot, then it can uh, give you what is called cauliflower Ooh. ear. I've yeah. seen that before, like MMA fighters. A oh, lot of yeah. them have it. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, and that. That's just something I'm. I, I don't really want, and so I try to just protect myself as good as I can. Yeah, I actually have it. <laughs> yeah, and it's left here. Oh, ear. really? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. why we wear these. Let's, let's see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Josh wear these protective. Anyway, <laughs> let's see that one more time. I'll get the camera over there to show everybody. Move my hair this out is of the what way. a cauliflower ear looks like. 
that's not that bad. So, no, what exactly? Hold on one second. Hold it right there. Uh, yeah, what exactly causes that? Really, just um, well, it didn't come from matches because since we were the headgear, but during practice, I mean, it's it's optional. You you could wear your headgear, but oh, okay. I, I didn't, and no one else really does, just because it's not really cool to wear your headgear in practice. Uh, but not cool to be safe. <laughs> yeah, come no, on. Will that reverse? Or will it no, always it, be that it, way? It's permanent. But okay, I I got it from uh, my practice partner last year. Uh, his name was Ian Scott. He was a state champion at uh, 195. Wow. And he was really good at wrestling. Yeah. And, I mean, he was really good. So whenever I was on bottom, I'd be on my side, and my ear would be on the, the mat, and I'd be okay. trying to, like, turn, like, turn in. So I'd be rotating basically on that ear, rubbing it on the mat, and it yeah. just it just swell up real bad. And, wow. Yeah. Gotcha. It hurts. <laughs> okay. Wow. So that's what the headgear's for. On the same topic, you, I'm going to give you all a good question. That's right. a good one. <laughs> If you were wrestling, wrestling, not wrestling, 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 normal, everyday, the real stuff, mm-hmm. could you beat Floyd Mayweather in wrestling? Ooh. You know, if he was like, I'm going to start training to wrestle, do you think you could beat him? Well, if he wasn't allowed to throw punches, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's trained in wrestling, but I'd take him on. Yeah. How about, how about Conor McGregor? He can't throw yeah. punches though. Yeah, but MMA, they probably he probably has a wrestling background. Uh, I don't know if I would. I think y'all could take him down. Maybe. I think maybe. Good. maybe Unless he threw down. a hand truck at you. Uh yeah. <laughs> Game over. A dolly. <laughs> Game over. Okay. Gotta ask that question. So, so who is your greatest inspiration in your life? And don't say McGregor, please. <laughs> Uh, I would definitely say my greatest inspiration is my dad just because uh, he's always been there for me Um, he's always been there to push me he's a great uh, role model for me you know he, um, he he believes in me more than I believe in myself and because of that then that just puts more I can trust myself to go out there and get the job done and just financially getting me to wrestling camps to make myself better. He just wants me to be the best me I can be, and I love him and thank him for that more than I more than I could thank anyone else. That's so mm-hmm. good. Awesome. Chat. Well, Chat? well, one thing on the McGregor thing, just just before Clay answered that, Clay actually went to a Halloween party as Conor as McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> oh, my. Come on, somebody. Yes. <laughs> Clay, you're so cool. Clay, can you send us that picture? (laughs) (laughs) But my biggest inspiration would probably be um, my coach, Coach Henderson. He didn't coach this year. He he was my football coach all the way up until last year. Last year he... uh, he went to he got a job at Buckhorn to be their head football and wrestling coach. But he was definitely my biggest inspiration. He was like a dad to me. Wow. Wow. Those are, those that's it's pretty touching. You guys oh, yeah. are great. I mean it's good to have those kind of people. Absolutely. In your life. And so um to to attribute that. So we know we were kind of joking around, but who's your favorite athlete, though? Who's your favorite? And it don't have to be in wrestling, but who's your favorite athlete that you probably could look up to a little bit? Uh, my favorite athlete, it, it is it does it is a wrestler, and his name is David Taylor. He wrestles for. I Penn thought you were State. about to say John Cena. John Cena, <laughs> and his name is John Cena. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Say that again. Uh, David Taylor. He's he's a great person. Uh, he's a great wrestler. You know, he's always looking to score, which I I love that that uh, that 
mind, that thought process in wrestling. I'm always trying to score. I'm always trying to score. And he's a great person off the mat as well. He's a, a Christian man, and he's not afraid to speak speak his mind about it, give the glory to God, and I respect him for that. It's awesome. Amen. Jack? I'd probably say he is a wrestler. Kyle Schneider, He um, he's an NCAA champion this year. He wrestled in the heavyweight weight class, 285. Weighing only about 225, so and he's he's basically my size, and I just thought I could really look up to him. Like he's so good, and then I can, I mean, I can compare to him because I'm exactly his size. So, and while being only 225 pounds, he can beat Adam Coon, who is 285. Wow! And I. I thought that was pretty cool, wrestling up 60 pounds and still being able to win, and that didn't bother him at all, being under underweight by 60 pounds. And I always felt, at a wrestling camp, I weighed only about uh, 240 because I gained about 20 pounds after wrestling season last year. I was bulking, trying to get pretty strong, and I was wrestling people at the wrestling camp who were 285 or close to 300 because they were cutting for heavyweight. So, Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of... 60 pounds is a lot of weight to throw oh, yeah. around. <laughs> I'm just going to gain 60 pounds today. Uh, <laughs> stronger. Yeah. That'd be fun to have to do that, right? Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to lose it, but you get to gain it. Okay, so... um, And, and this is the most important question we're going to ask you today. What is the most embarrassing moment you've had <laughs> in practice... On the bus, at a match, we don't care where it happened. We just want to know. Sometime when you were with your team. Um, well. This is Clay. One of the most uh, embarrassing things that's ever happened to me on the mat was back in my junior high days. I'm pretty sure it was my eighth grade year, and I wrestled a kid named Sam Colvin, who is a stud. And uh, I got on the mat with him, and he wound up putting me in a banana uh, a banana split. Which means one of your legs goes one way, your other leg goes the other way, and you just you're sitting there looking at all your family and friends and <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, I think my most embarrassing moment on the mat would probably be in the exact same move, but the banana split at state um, last year in the second round against Skylar Mizzle, who is he's a big uh, competition for me. I don't think I ever did beat him, but I wrestled him a few times. Uh, I wrestled him twice or three times this year, and I lost to him every time. But he, he was always so short by like a, a point or two, and he was so good at running legs. He, he'd like I don't. I, I guess no one knows what running legs means. It's a little too. It's too much to explain. But yeah, but then I split. He he was so good at that move, and he he just throw it in, lock it up really tight, and he set me right to my back. He didn't ever pin me with it, but he just hold me there forever until the time would run out. So. I couldn't escape and get a point. He just told me there to the end of the period. And I lost to him my second round at state last year by seven points, I think. And it was just so embarrassing because I thought I was some hot stuff going in the state. And he just humbled me right there. Yeah. Wow. Spread equal for everybody. Uh, (laughs) And you went there. That's it. And you went there. (laughs) That's, That's great. You can ask the last question, Josh. I don't know if I want to ask <laughs> that comment. Um, all right. So, <laughs> you have been tasked with creating the ultimate wrestling team. Actually, no. Wrestling team. Wrestling team. <laughs> What's you- the proper word, guys? E, not an A. 
wrestling. Okay, we're talking about wrestling, though. You know what wrestling is? Oh, wrestling. We're talking about wrestling. WWE. WWE. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so you have been tasked with, with creating the best wrestling team. And you can actually choose local people, too, like J.K. Cool. Um, <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but you've got to come up with the best wrestling team. And let's say, let's say four or five. Let's say five. And because you're a member, it's a six team. And we're going to the okay. six. Okay. Right. Hulk Hogan's right. going in that team. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you've got your team. This is the team that's going to win all of WrestleMania to go down in history for, right. for the rest of history. I mean, like, for this the is the last WrestleMania. You have to create the best team. Okay. <laughs> what you got, Clay? All right. So. <laughs> Let's let's say remember wrestling is not wrestling, so this is not their expertise, okay? But they're they're doing their best. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I'm not big on WWE, but I guess I'll have John Cena. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm Great gonna, actor. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take Jack here because Jack's a big guy. Oh, oh thanks, man. Yeah. Jack, you made the team. Jack's on the team because I can I can trust Jack. Jack's got my back. I got his back. Um, I'd say. Who do you think, Jack? Mm. Coach Henderson. Coach Henderson. Coach Henderson. <laughs> that that man, he's a stud, and he could take on anyone he'd want. Bubba wow. Suttles. Bubba Suttles. He's one of our coaches. Same way. Big, mean man. Would not want to go up against him. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. Let's put Conor McGregor on there. Yeah, but <laughs> let's put Conor McGregor on there. Who you going with, Jack? Who am I going with? Clay, I'm not gonna lie. You weren't gonna be on my team until you put my name on yours. So now I, so now I gotta put you. You in just mine. made the team. <laughs> 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 hmm. All right, I want I want Cal Snyder on there. <laughs> he's something else. Now remember, this is this is wrestling. 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 I, I still think you do good at wrestling. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, Hulk Hogan. He's yes. Yes. yes, my boy right there. Yes, that's my guy. Mm. What's another one? I'm dead, thinking. Dead I'm or thinking alive, dude. I got it. Dead or alive, yeah. I got it. Nah. I would add The Rock to The, the Rock. The Rock, the the rock, rock has got to be on the list. The Rock. <laughs> another great actor. He is a great actor. <laughs> <laughs> there's very few wrestlers that turn great actors. Mm-hmm. The Rock is one of them. The, there's very few movies The Rock is not in right now. I, I know. Every movie, every time I, I look. Oh, yeah. I like The Rock. He is a solid choice. Who else he got? Who else he got? Mm-hmm. One more. Hogan and The Rock. Mm. Clay helps. <laughs> Gotta go with Cena. Cena. Gotta put John Cena on there. Why man. not? Let's go, John Cena. Man, John I wouldn't mess with that group. Would I, you? I, I, no, I mean, I was, I was thinking about the Undertaker, man. How about I mean, Sting? Guys. Sting. Sting. Yeah. No, I've Sting. got the one for you. You ready? Macho yeah. Man. Oh yeah. No, he wouldn't make. He wouldn't make the team, <laughs> man. Hey, he wouldn't make guy's, the team. What was that guy's name? Like Rikishi or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Goldberg. Goldberg. Thinking Goldberg. He who's one? A lot. Stone Cold. Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper. This oh, is I forgot all No, back he wouldn't make the team. <laughs> Stone Cold? No, Roddy Piper. Oh. Yeah. Hogan beat him every time. Do y'all remember Rikishi? Do y'all remember what was his name? Rikishi? What was his name? Was? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. You know his signature move? No. It was kind of like the banana split. Yes, it was. He split something else. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Ouch. On that note. <laughs> family radio station. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Guys, thank you for coming. This is one of my favorite interviews ever. Awesome. It was good. Thank awesome. You. We had fun. Absolutely. And uh, we want y'all to stay around if you'd like to. Uh, and we're going to play some freestyle. 
These guys are going to throw some darts. We're going to play Would You Rather. It's one of our keystone games here. We're going to give away some two tickets to the Boaz non cinematic any movie you want to go to. Except Unless 3D. it's 3D. But you got to call in. Yep. You got yeah. to call into the radio station. Yeah, 256-505-0885. We're going to play some music. We'll be back with our freestyle tag. Are you ready to follow the Varsity Radio Show and learn a few life lessons along the way? First lesson, life doesn't give you seatbelts, but the Varsity Radio Show does. Yes, we do. What else we give you is a great suggestion for a place to get pizza. Then you better wear your seatbelt going. Yeah! <laughs> you need to have some Marcos, and I'm talking some steak on your pizza. Look, oh my goodness. Look at Jack so, eating some pizza. So <laughs> fit. Isn't that good? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you gotta see these guys. They're wrestlers. They eat. They are eating the legit stuff, and they've been eating it since they've been here because it's life changing. All you gotta do to get this life changing experience is call 256-5666 or go to marcos.com till 10 o'clock tonight. They're in the shops at Albertville. They deliver all the way to the River Bridge in Guttersville and all the way to the Sardis Line South. Right. You do that. It's time for the Varsity Freestyle. Yes, it is, and all you've got to do is call our phone number and give us, say, odd or even. Odd or even. Super easy. That's right. You win. You give us a would-you-rather question. If we win, we ask you one. If you get two right in a row... Or whoever I decide on. It's whoever Seth decides. Yeah, whoever we decide on. If nobody calls in and there's only one of you, it'd be that easy. And you'll win two tickets to the Boaz Non-Cinema. To any movie you want to go to. And there's some good ones right now, Josh. There's some good movies. I can only imagine. Yeah. Is it still there? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I also saw they were playing God's Not Dead as well. Come on. Yeah. So 256-505-0885. Two five six. Basically, you just gotta call. Yeah, if you, you have, have a, a good chance of winning here. Do you have a cell so, phone? Yeah, call us. Call us. Just get all you gotta do is say odd or even. It's that easy. And our two was it wrestlers or wrestlers? Wrestlers. Wrestlers. They're wrestlers. Clay Jones and Jack Tindall are gonna hit that bullseye for you. Well, we Give us a call now. That two, means they could wrestle, dude. Yeah, 256-505-0885. We're going to play some music while we're waiting on you. I see all my favorite photos when I'm low. Where did all these moments go? Where'd it go? Peyton, how you doing? Good, how about you? I'm good, man. I just want to know odd or even. Odd. Odd. Yep. What we hit? We hit a 20. We get the 20, uh, even. We get to ask you a would you rather question. Peyton, I'm excited about this. I've and been you like holding this. On live so, radio. Peyton, would you rather have your grandmother's first name or her hairstyle? <laughs> uh, Probably her hairstyle. What? Oh. What's her first name? Mary Lou. Oh, okay. Hey, why don't you stay on the line for just a second? You could go as ML right. for short. That'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah, ML. All right. 
My friend Peyton just called in, and you can do it. It's that easy, 256-505-0885. Since time is short, whoever gets the first win gets to ask us a question, and you win the movie tickets. 256-505-0885. Give us a call. Brian, what's up? What's up? How are you, Brian? I'm good. How are y'all? Do y'all know Brian? Do we know Brian? Brian. Brian, I'm on the radio right now. Yeah, you're on the radio. Yeah, you're on the radio. Yeah, Yeah. everybody in the world. You're famous now. Oh, really? Yeah. My uh, my Instagram is... uh, (laughs) Go ahead, Brian. Give it to him. (laughs) Go ahead. All right, Brian. Odd or even? Oh, God. Um... Let's see. Odd. 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 Yes. Bullseye. No way. This is a problem. Hit a bullseye. This is a problem, Brian. (laughs) So you're going to have to go again because he just. No, no, no. That means he won. So whatever he picked, if they get a bullseye, he wins. Yeah, okay. You win. All right. I win. (laughs) Yeah, Brian, you just won. Answer a question. We've never seen a bullseye on the show. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Brian, you just won, so you get to ask us. A yeah. Would you rather question? Go ahead. Should I ask y'all a question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A would you would, rather? Would you rather question? A would you rather question? Mm-hmm. If you don't have one, I got one for you, Brian. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me think on it. Okay, we got you, man. All right. Has to be appropriate, right? <laughs> yeah, we yes, would, yes, you're on a Christian radio station. We would station, ask Brian. it to please be appropriate. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Now, just ask me again because I my mine aren't appropriate. So just come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your honesty, Brian. Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather be famous for dancing or singing? Oh, dancing, of course. You dancing. Know, I can break. I can break it down. I promise. <laughs> Brian, I totally, I totally believe you. Stephen, you know what? Uh, sure. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, yeah. tell him where he can get his tickets. All right. So all you have to do is come to Lake City Assembly of God, man. Hold on the phone, and I will tell you all the information. We'll get another song going uh-huh. here. All right. Hold on one second. Hey, keep keep calling in. We got four minutes. We still want you to call in. There's no tickets to win, but we're having a blast in here. We still got like some can koozies or something over in the file. Do we have can We have koozies, dude. We have koozies. You can win some koozies. Yeah. We'll give those to you. You know, we can always find a prize in this room. We can. Josh could always give his shoes away again. I know. Not these. This is my favorite shoes. You're not, you're not like wearing uh, Michael Jordans or anything. No, like. I don't. I can't afford those. <laughs> <laughs> that makes all of us. Okay. Anyway, so while I'm here, I'm gonna ask these two guys, Clay and Jack. I'm gonna ask you, would would you rather? While we're waiting on you to give us a phone call, would you rather, guys, live your life with Cheeto dust fingers or milk mustache? Mm. Mm. The struggle just became real. I think I think I'll go with the Cheeto dust fingers, just so I could always, you know, just lick my fingers and boom, and got some got some Cheetos. <laughs> so what happens when you shake somebody's hand or go to? Just gets awkward. Or go to use your hands to do other things. <laughs> uh, well, if I'm shaking someone's hand, I'm just gonna say, uh, sorry, you know, warning, you know? sorry about it. <laughs> 
Josh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, Sorry. I definitely have to say milk mustache. I wouldn't want anything on my hands all the time. Right, right. Yeah. Which mentioned same way, man. You just lick right. your lip a little bit, and you got some milk. Boom. Yeah. Uh, all right. Think about yourself. Somebody hung up. Whoever yeah, called, call us again. Think about yourself. I'm trying to talk to you. Hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask this. This is important. This is important. This is horrible. What is that? Yeah. Would you rather get in the hot tub with a bunch of clowns or leeches? Ooh. That's not even a question. Clown. Clown? <laughs> Probably the clowns, but I'm not a fan of clowns at all. Yeah. I'm even more not a big, le- big fan of leeches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the question here is... Can leeches would they like survive in a hot tub? That's a I good mean, the question. chlorine and the heat. I mean, I don't Olivia, you need to look that You're up. Thinking for too us. hard about fact this. checker, <laughs> fact checker. Because I mean, can leeches survive in a hot tub? Can leeches survive in a hot tub? That's, Ask Google that's or Siri or whatever. That's an important question. Okay, would you rather be be a pizza or a taco? That's would you do away? No. Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever he said. I want you to be a pizza or a taco. <laughs> What do you think, Jack? I'm thinking, I'd say a taco, because if you're a pizza, I mean, as soon as you come out of the oven, say you become that pizza, I mean, then they take this little knife and they run it through you Ooh, like three mm, times. Yeah. I mean, you're a taco, you just get bit a few times, then you're over with. I've never thought about so, this question before. Pizza is more, Jack, you're saying there's more Jack, torture involved. You're like laying in your bed one night, and you're like... This is what I'd do if I was a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was ready Man, for that. Taco would be That's way good. better than being a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right wow. Clay, you got an answer to that? I think Jack answered it for me. <laughs> <laughs> he put some knowledge in my head. He did. I wow. <laughs> wow. Would you, would you rather um, be the best player on a losing team or the worst player on a winning team? You can either be a LeBron James, or you can be... It's <laughs> 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 your comparison. Um, I, I don't know. I, probably the worst player on a winning team, because I cannot stand losing. That's I, I just I do not like losing at all. So you'd rather just win as a team? As a team. Yeah. Jack? I'd say the same thing, because I mean, if, if, if you're the worst on the best team, you're the weak, weak link, you can get better. I guess so. Mm. We're all good. I think this is so important. If you were in a movie, would you rather be a villain or a hero? Definitely the hero. Everyone likes the heroes. Right. Definitely. Unless yeah. you're on watching Megamon. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that movie messed with us all, did it? Yeah. Would you rather live underwater or in outer space? Mm. They mm. both sound pretty cool. Oh, I don't yeah. actually know underwater. I don't know. Outer space, though, I mean, you. You look at all the stars and stuff, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Brian. Would you rather be famous for dancing or singing? Um, I'd rather... I think I'd rather be famous for singing, because everyone likes someone who can sing. Oh, but you dance so well. I know I dance well. That's why <laughs> I want to be singing. He doesn't need the dance. We, right? we must have evidence of this right now. Yeah. You what? gotta throw we the music on, man. You right gotta now. throw the music. <laughs> yeah, Jack, dancing well, or singing? I guess singing because I'm not very good at dancing at all. We must Are have evidence of that right now. Um, I, I'm not terrible, I guess. <laughs> In the shower, I'm the man. 
Can sing better than anybody. Would you rather have hiccups for the rest of your life or feel like you need to sneeze for the rest of your life? That's brutal. That that sounds like torture either way. Mm. Would you rather? Mm, um, I think I'd rather feel like I have to sneeze. Same. All the time. (laughs) Because I could not... I cannot I, deal with having the hiccups 24-7. I hate the hiccups. Would you rather live in a world where huge, friendly gummy bears walk around, or a world where everyone uses hoverboards? Mm. Hoverboards are sick. Yeah, hoverboards. <laughs> that, hoverboards are the thing. I, I, I would be down with that. Hoverboards? Hoverboards it is. Hoverboards. I got a good one. Oh. I got a great one. Go ahead. Uh, would you rather... This comes from my friend Kent. Kent Glover. Would you rather... We talk about these things a lot. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Fight 100 duck-sized horses or fight one horse-sized duck. Terrifying. <laughs> wow. 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized, horse-sized duck. duck. I've got a great theory about this, but go ahead. That's a theory. That's a theory. I'd almost feel bad for the the horses if I had to fight them. <laughs> I mean, they're vicious. Just, These just, things are vicious. Okay, you're just mm. kicking them all over the place. There's, There's a hundred of them. <laughs> no. Mm. I don't know if I can take on a horse-sized duck. <laughs> I, think, I think that's thing's get dangerous. What, what's your philosophy? This is what I want to hear. Yeah, me too. <laughs> my, my philosophy is, I mean, like, if I beat a bunch of horse-sized ducks, I mean, duck-sized horses, then... I mean, I can't brag about that. I'm mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I fought them, but I mean, they're little small little things, like whatever, you know. But if I beat a duck, a horse-sized duck, I could tame it. Yeah. <laughs> and I could ride it. Oh, it'd be like a boat. And I'd I've be never amazing. thought of these things. I could fly and it's like taming a dragon. Yeah. And I'd tame it, and it would. I would call it probably. A, a dorse. There you go. A dorse! <laughs> you thought about this! <laughs> you people and the things you... Okay. So I'd fight it and well. I'd take it down and I would, I would, I would make it submit. <laughs> and I would be Josh the... <laughs> the Let me get up here. <laughs> get up. Uh, talking about mystical creatures. How about mystically good pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Go to Marco's. You can have steak on pizza. Did you ever think of that? No, you didn't. But I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. Isn't it amazing? It is pretty. good. I will say it so is good. some. It is some very, very. I'm good a believer. Pizza. So good. You so want to do that? I'm telling you. Hey, we're gonna play a song, and we'll be back with Buzzer Beater. We've had the best time ever in the studio. If you haven't been watching on Facebook Live, you missed out. At Varsity Radio Show. Alright, 88.5 The Varsity Radio Show. You can follow us at Facebook at Unofficial Varsity Radio Show. And follow us on Instagram at Varsity underscore Radio underscore Show. iTunes podcast of your show will be available on Wednesday at Varsity Radio Show. Yeah. And next week, I totally forgot who's coming to you now. We're going to try to get Boaz up in here. Boaz! We're going to try to get you for the first time. Boaz High School. But we are so glad that we had the Arabian Knights, Clay Jones, and Jack Tindall. They were so much fun, weren't they, Josh? 
They were fantastic. They were fantastic, and we just discussed for the last five minutes about the last Would You Rather. Uh, but anyway, we are so glad that you joined us. Come back next Tuesday, 2.30 to 4.30, 885JFM, or you can find us at, at Varsity Radio Show. Can't wait to see you next week.